Halloween episode. We we faked you out, but we aren't putting this on Halloween, but we're recording it on Halloween. This so, is the real Halloween episode. With and spookier. It's um, spookier. We, we This movie record, was so spooky it didn't have a rating when it first came out. But now we're rating it as we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Uh we watched Dawn of the Dead, the nineteen seventy eight version directed by George A. Romero. Yes. Yes, so I will quickly read off the plot just to get it out of the way. Following an ever-growing epidemic of zombies that have risen from the dead, two Philadelphia SWAT team members, a traffic reporter, and his television executive girlfriend seek refuge in a secluded shopping mall. So, kind of standard zombie film. Uh, This is probably the precedent for the standard for zombie films. They often take place in, like, shopping malls and stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, this was really the first large-scale zombie film, if you think about it, because before this film, I'm pretty sure there was just Night of the Living Dead, and that was a very low-budget black-and-white zombie film. Mm -hmm. And directed also by Romero. Directed also by George A. Romero. So he is basically the the godfather of zombie films in general. Before him, they really didn't exist the way they do in modern cinema. Yeah, and uh, what was interesting, too, is uh, the etymology of zombie, I think, comes from the African continent and is associated with voodoo or whatever. Uh, you don't see that in a lot of zombie films or TV shows today. Like, they don't mention, like, the voodoo element of it. But in the first... I, I don't know if in, they mentioned this in The Night of the Living Dead, but there was some sort of mention that there was a correlation with voodoo and the zombie apocalypse in this film. And you don't see that really portrayed too often anymore. Well, yeah, that's kind of where the zombies originally came from, is, is from when they'd bury people alive in, in ceremony and then be their death, and then they'd be on drugs, and then they'd come back to life as zombies. And then they would say, like, oh, they could do mind control then. But 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 that was just kind of a voodoo thing. And then George A. Romero took that, and then he put it on a mass scale, where it's like, oh, what if when everybody everybody just rose up from the grave at the same time? Oh, so did he really invent the genre of zombie then? Yes, he did, which is insane to think that he had such a huge influence on. Oh yeah, no so, wonder he's one of the most popular directors. Yeah, ever. like and he, it's, he was the progenitor of that. Okay. Yeah, and it's fitting that we that we were talking about this movie too because he, I think he just passed away recently, so it's like a good homage. No, to he George died Romero. in twenty seventeen. Oh, did he? Is it that long yeah. already? Yep, it's been a couple of years. It's already been a couple years, yeah. No, he died in 2019. You argue that. You argue that point. Did he actually? Wait, when did he die? No, 2017. Oh, but you're you supposed to up? argue. You're supposed to argue. No, you're wrong. It seems like he. It seems like it was just yesterday. Maybe it's because you don't care about him. Maybe enough. it's because he reanimated as a zombie. Maybe it's because you just don't care about him enough. About who? Romero. That you forgot that he died in 2017. Anyways, um, I don't know. Time flies, I guess. Yeah. So. First thing I want to talk about with you is how did you feel about gore in this film generally? Is I mean, it's how did you feel about it? It reminded me of uh, 
Italians, like 70s Italian horror cinema in terms of the gore. Is, it reminded you of violent Italians? Is very is very bright, uh, very cheesy looking fake blood, but I don't mind it for zombie films. And 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 the soundtrack is by uh, Goblin too, which is a really great Italian band that did a lot of the scores for Dario Argento's uh, Giallo Italian horror films from the seventies, which I really like. Cool. Uh, but going back to the gore a little bit. Uh... What what was your favorite gore scenes? Because I was kind of impressed because I was kind of expecting them not to have many good practical effects in this film for some reason. Uh, just because the makeup was a little odd. Yeah, well, I, well. I, I liked the a lot of the kills and the gore towards the end of the film. Actually, all my favorite kills were kind of committed by the biker gang, which are kind of perceived to be the villains or the antagonists or whatever. Just because yeah, the story obvious. doesn't just because the story doesn't take place from their perspective. But it was cool to see Tom Savini as the, the leader or one of the leaders of the biker gang. And he had all those really cool machete kills. Or he, and the so I had kills. to look up Tom Savini cause he looked very recognizable. And I found out he was uh, in dust till dawn. So a movie that was made 20 years later. Yeah. Well, the reason why most people know him is cause he's one of the greatest makeup artists of all time. That was another weird thing. I didn't know that he did all the makeup in it. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a makeup legend. Like he did the makeup for pretty much every Romero film. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just weird because I, I thought that was going to be more of like a mind blower. Like, he was a makeup artist and he was in the film? Yeah, Tom Savini, if you're into horror films, he's pretty much, he's the best makeup artist. Or one of the most. Yeah, but he, like, did, he screwed up pretty badly in this one because apparently like he put gray paint on the zombies and they came out blue in the film. And I always thought that was odd when I would see clips of the film. Like, why are they blue? It was just, and there's no thematic reason. It was just kind of a makeup f- up. No, but have you seen his other films? Where they're they're also blue? Okay. No, he he stated that he f***ed up in this film himself. I'm not saying he f***ed up. I'm saying that's what he said about it. Yeah, I know. Like, but I'm like, not that's, there's not shitting on Tom there's, Savini. There's that's no denying that he's a ma- yeah. There's there's no denying that he's a makeup legend, though. I'm not arguing that, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying from his just own saying. words, he. I was just saying. Okay. Uh. Did you see some of the bullet ones too? Because I thought that was interesting. Like they actually made the blood spurt when the guy got shot. Like you don't see that too often. It's usually just like a measly little bullet hole. There's no actually. Yeah, there's actually like there was a lot of attention paid to the gore. Well, there's actually a really good documentary I watched on Tom Savini. Because the thing about Tom Savini that's so cool too is he's self-taught, and he has his own school I think in Pittsburgh now, where he teaches makeup and. Oh my god! Actually, some of his best work—I don't even know if it was featured in movies—but he just kind of would do it as a hobby. But really good. Yeah, especially with uh, gore stuff. That's always kind of fun making yeah. fake blood. But and yeah, stuff. The, the zombies were kind of. I mean, I think a part of it is probably just because the low budget and they didn't have a lot of time, maybe. But some of the zombies looked like they didn't hardly have any makeup on their faces, and then some of them were covered. So. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to show the progression of the zombies, where some of them were younger zombies, so they're. Fa- I don't know. No, I think it's because it was a lower budget film, and you know they just had to use a lot of extras. Uh, you know, and hopefully the point is is that hopefully you wouldn't notice some of those elements. Well, because like the makeup when Flyboy, the zombie makeup when Fly was yeah Flyboy is what he calls them. Oh, the uh, Tom Savini character. Or? No, no the one of the main characters who he, the guy who dies in the elevator. They, uh, oh, he's Peter is always calling Steven. him. 
No, he always calls him Flyboy, though. Oh, he's also Steven in the film. Yeah, so Steven's okay. like his real name, but the black guy, Peter, he always calls him Flyboy. But when he's coming out of the elevator, yeah, that zombie makeup was really good. Mm-hmm. But there's there's not a lot of consistency to the makeup in this movie. Some of it's really good, and then some of it's not so good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's yeah. just because it had such a low budget. Yeah, and uh, it's always fun to kind of see films with incredibly low budgets and then just end up being these huge, prolific cultural landmarks. But the practical um, special effects were really good, too, for such a low budget. Like, when you see the blood and guts just get ripped out of the insides and they're getting torn to shreds by the zombies. Definitely at the end of the film. And in the first part of the film, too, like, even when you see, like, zombies, like, take chunks out of people's arms, it doesn't look realistic to me, but I still cringe. Like, oh, God, ugh. So... Even when it doesn't look entirely real, it's still kind of cringy. Like, oh, God. I like it. I get excited. Yeah, you're kind of f***ed up in that way. <laughs> well, no, because it's not, it's not realistic to me, but I just it's colorful and it's gory and I like it. It's colorful. Someone's screaming. It's, 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 ju- it's, it's just for shits and gigs. It's in technicolor. I like mm-hmm. it. All right. No, so... but this movie has a very 70s vibe to it, which I kind of enjoyed. It's kind of campy in a way and it's got that it's yeah like what do you mean goblin by 70s score. vibe exactly do you just mean well, like just the whole score the... by goblin is very 70s just the just the, the some of the dialogue is kind of like a it comes it's like straight out of like a 70s b-movie kind of almost like a, well and certainly like there's the one film stuff. yeah there's one line that i that i actually wrote down because i thought it was kind of funny um oh uh, yeah and so they're like on the plane and they're flying out of the they're they're flying away from I think Philadelphia is the TV station they're working at, and they they're all on the plane. They're kind of getting to know each other, and she's just like, um, and the she's just like, oh, are you leaving anyone behind? And then he's she's like, oh, the one guy's like, oh yeah, I'm leaving behind an ex wife. Oh, I'm leaving behind an ex husband. And then it goes cuts to uh, the black guy like Peter, and he's like, I'm leaving behind some brothers. <laughs> and then she's like, what what like brothers like street brothers or brother brothers? And he's like both <laughs> just, oh, she's right, like, well, uh, how many and then she's like well how many real brothers and he's like two one of them's in jail the other one's a pro ball player but we still talk from time to time and i was just like that's like such like 70s like b-movie type dialogue and i was just i was just laughing was just like, well and so the black guy in the film is ken foray which i recognize because he was in this film, other film i like called from beyond which is also kind of another campy b-movie made in the 80s and i up until I saw the film, I just assumed Ken Foray was actually just like a sports athlete or something. But apparently he's just an actor that's been in a lot of horror films, like over 100 at this point. Oh my god. Yeah, he's really freaking tall too. Yeah, but I uh, until I saw this film, I was just assuming that he was a you know sports player but now i'm like oh he's an actor and i was just yeah. kind of being racist well That's i think all. that well i think the main <laughs> i think the main reason why they cast him too is because of his voice he has a really low kind of good horror movie type voice yeah and like i don't know these are the only movies i'm aware of that he was in though like i'm sure he's in a lot of other cool stuff but uh i can't i didn't look it up but and well and he he was he was the, he had the famous line too he's like uh, he's like, uh, well, this is what happens when there's no more room in hell. The dead will begin to, you know, walk the earth. And then he talks about like his dad and Trinidad and how he was into voodoo and everything. So that's kind of a cool connection. Yeah. Now you saw the extended version of the film, and I'm not entirely sure what you might have seen versus what I saw because you saw like a two and a half hour film. I saw a two hour and ten minute. Yeah. So I, I guess I saw 
some extended like, well, how stuff. How did the film end? How did the film end? They're flying away in a, hel- in a helicopter, and then he's he says he goes over the woman and says, "Oh, how much fuel do we have left?" And she says, "Not much." And he's like, well, "Okay." Oh, no, I saw the same away. thing. Maybe we'll discover what was different. Maybe we I th- won't. I think probably uh, in the extended version, they just had a lot more mall scenes because there were kind of a lot of extra mall scenes that seemed like that didn't really need to be in the movie, where they're just kind of doing, you know, crazy stuff in the mall for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Just like oh, trying on a bunch of clothing, like eating a bunch of you know candy or whatever, and just like going through the mall and just grabbing those. Stuff and... Those were kind of my favorite parts actually, because I throughout the film, there's kind of this fascination of like, what if you're in a mall and there was nothing restricting you from just taking whatever you want? And so I actually like those scenes in those kinds of films where now they just could go on a shopping spree. The only thing that sucked is like it's all stuff from the seventies, so I'm like I wouldn't want it. Well, and then, well, then they just but, start taking all the money too, and then the, the security camera takes their picture and then like smile for it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, the money part I was less excited about, but it was just like yeah. Well, the money part I was just cool kind of like hats. the money part I was just kind of like well, what's the point anymore? Because there's really no society anymore, so money doesn't matter anyway. So why? I guess it's just just kind of for show. They thought it was funny. Well, because they're still kind of searching for places that haven't gotten hit, so theoretically the money could still kind of be useful, but it's not adjusting for the high inflation that would happen with money because of the amount of dead people. I mean, I guess they don't know whether or not the infestations hit other countries or not, so if they did get to another country, maybe they could bring all the money with them. I don't know. And also for the split second, too, of, oh, man, we're rich, and then the split second later, like, oh, yeah, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Uh... Shoot, I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to kind of make my criticism of the film generally, though, which is uh, the zombies. Now, this is also like some of the this is probably the best zombie film to that date, 1978. So uh, context, if I was there at that time, it probably would have been awesome. But compared to uh, zombie films today, one, they just walk slow and their arms are up like, Ugh. Uh, when zombies can actually run fast, like that actually makes them scary. Like, oh, yeah, we're in danger. Uh it seems inconsistent when the zombies are walking slow versus like all of a sudden they're moving fast and it depends on the plot in the film at the time or you know whether the director wanted the action to move faster at a particular point but it's inconsistent well, i don't think i don't think you listen to peter's words in the movie he has that peter's whole words. he has that whole line of speech when he's talking to flyboy and flyboy's like oh we got this they're slow they're stupid we can kill them all and then he's like no don't be stupid he's like yeah, when I've seen half my squad go down to these, like when they get in swarms, like it's just a matter of time. With that attitude, they'll oh, be dead. Well, yeah, but that's a, that's a swarm. Even the swarm thing, though, like they've been swarmed several times, and it varies whether they're freaked out that they're being swarmed or not. It's like it's inconsistent. There, there's like a lot of inconsistencies with the. I don't know. I think you're zombies. having a flyboy attitude right now, and that no, attitude, flyboy's did, that, attitude was like zombies that, are just that. That attitude didn't cuddly. work out for flyboy, now did it? Yeah, I'm just saying, like the <laughs> zombies were really at the discretion of the writer, as opposed to like they have some sort of element to them that you know pushes them towards something or not. Uh, but the other weird part too is like at various times you're supposed to be sympathetic with the zombies uh, in the film. And that happens when the marauders come by. Like, oftentimes they think the zombies are made out to be sympathetic uh, by comparison to the marauders. And then uh, there was a scene, too, uh, when they fly over rednecks who apparently are just drinking beer and shooting uh, zombies left and right. You thought they were supposed to be sympathetic to the zombies? Um well, I didn't get that at score, all. Really. Well, the score the score changed a little bit, um, and also when you would see the Marauders, it was just them kind of fucking with the zombies. There was no sense of fear. 
I mean, you didn't get that, I guess, but I kind of thought it seemed odd at certain points in the film you were becoming sympathetic to the zombies without them being, like, main characters. I get it, like, when the main character or children are present, like, you feel a little bit more sympathetic because it's like, oh, wow, a child died or my best friend died. But they would do that with, like, random assortments of zombies. Uh, There was the nun, for instance. Uh, There was a woman where the marauders are, like, taking her jewelry off and she's a zombie. Uh, there were just various scenes where I thought, by comparison, they're not dehumanizing the zombies at every single point. I mean, I just, I just kind of took it as like they were just messing around, and having fun, but I wasn't t- taking it like, oh, they need to feel sorry for the zombies right now. Well, not that level. It's, it's, yeah, it just depends on how you interpret the film. But there, but there was some, there was some like kind of funny random comedy too like some of the things that the people would do when they were being swarmed and they freaked out like the one member of the biker gang he was freaking out as he was getting swarmed and then he for some freaking weird ass reason i have no idea why he just goes up to the blood pressure monitor and just starts getting his blood pressure done and then the zombies just swarm him and rip him off the shreds Oh, if I just get my blood pressure done, the zombies will, will won't realize that I'm human. Well, because I think he was he's wearing a sombrero be, too, which made it even funnier. It's just like what? I, are you doing? I think they were just kind of supposed to be playing as somewhat idiotic. They are kind of like dumb marauders. Um, well, it was just that. Well, it was just that. Well, it's just that marauder in particular. Like the Tom Savini marauder is actually pretty badass. Like he takes out a lot of zombies before he gets shot by Peter character. But excluding Tom Zavini, it's like a lot of the Marauders seemed kind of dumb uh, with what they were doing or and dumb can just also be like they were fearless of the zombies and maybe they should have been more fearful well, of the I zombies. Well, I think that one in particular was dumb. A lot of them just kind of seemed like juvenile delinquent or like not juvenile, but just like delinquent biker gang type peoples where they just don't give a f- and they're just messing around. Well, that would also make them stupid because then it's Having like, yeah, fun. you just got eaten. Yeah. You know, being fearless doesn't mean you're not it, that may make you more stupid if you're fearless. <laughs> No, but like he, no, he was just really stupid in that he was just like, oh, if I go up to a blood pressure monitor, oh, I'm not going to die. They're not going to notice. And it's like, oh, yeah. And I also get to like, there's also just scenes where they wanted to throw them in there just for laughs or just to kind of make the film a little bit more satiric or just a little funnier because they also throw pies in the zombies faces. Well, because it also goes to the back to the blood pressure monitor after that when his arms ripped off and just blood pressure and then it's just all zeros. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like they're definitely trying to be tongue in cheek in the film, too. It's not super horrifying uh until you get to some of the gore scenes where they like rip out the guy's intestines and i thought that was really cool like uh until they did a return shot where you know they kind of show the guy bloody but it didn't seem like his body was decompressed in any way and that's not that's just like a really minor uh, nitpicking thing to mention but it was like it was kind of interesting to see when like the the Peter character, he has this weird relation with the zombies in the beginning of the film too, because when they're raiding that apartment complex, and the SWAT team's coming in because they didn't hand over their undead zombies to the National Guard, and then I was raiding. confused about that. That's why they were raiding the apartment. Yeah, so they're raiding the apartment because they weren't handing over their undead zombies. They all had them in that basement for some reason, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, afterwards, the Peter guy goes down there and they raid it and they shoot them all. And he's like, well, why were they saving them? He's like, I guess they still have, uh, you know, some respect for their dead or something. So it's almost like he was being sympathetic to the zombies in the beginning, but then later in the film, he doesn't, I don't know. He has, well, it feels yeah, torn, and I would I just say it's kind of sparse throughout the film. Uh, 
the sympathy for the zombies. Uh, but it, it's it varies quite a bit. Uh, well, then there's different points in the and film. I, my my exception with the sympathy would be that it's someone you were related to, and they turned into a zombie, or it's children, and I think that was expressed in the film as well. Uh, and you see that with a lot of modern day zombie movies, where it's the zombies are completely dehumanized until it was one of their own that got taken, or if it was like uh, children. I think in Dawn of the Dead, the 2004 version, a woman actually birthed like a zombie child or something, and so that was supposed to be like, oh my god, this is horrifying. Yeah, but it's just, it's just kind of. Oh, there is a nude scene. Totally there is a nude scene. A you bit. do see the woman's uh, tit at one point in the film. I've got to mention that. Okay, that was right. It was it was relevant. It was relevant, I swear. That's <laughs> nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. It was okay. totally relevant to our conversation and I didn't just blow you off for no reason. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was good. <laughs> anyway, uh, what shit. were we talking about before you said that? Uh no, uh, I was getting into the zombies, like you'd be sympathetic if it was like your own getting taken out or if it was a child. And that that's like what a lot of modern day zombie movies do as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when he has to kill his old partner, he's, he's you can tell that that was, he was really remorseful mm-hmm. during that. And then yeah, a, it was and a then slower that, scene. Yeah, and then after that one, Flyboy actually he finds out that he's for sure dead too. There's that scene where he has actually contemplating. He has the gun and he's contemplating just shooting himself in the head, but then he decides to join uh, her on the helicopter and he runs out there. Uh, so Peter, so Ken Foray's character does that. Yeah, Peter. He also waits for uh flyboy or steven to come back as a zombie so that he can put a bullet in his head so he doesn't walk around so there's again they care about their team but not so much the uh, other zombies but that's also well they also don't care about the other humans that are outside of their group really well because they're stealing their shit yeah but i think it's just kind of like that's a common thing in a lot of zombie movies and tv shows like in the walking dead it's like that too they're very skeptical and they don't trust other humans outside of their group so they, they form like really close connections to a small group of people and then they're skeptical of everyone outside the circle basically that's kind of like a common theme in zombie movies and shows yeah and also like what level do you need in order to genocide a bunch of people and i think that's kind of expressed with zombies too a little bit uh they're completely dehumanized for the most part um and so it doesn't matter how many of them you kill off or whatever yeah, well, that's um, the, that but, was kind of interesting about the film, too. And then that line's blurred when you have, like, the Marauders yeah. come in. Well, that was kind of interesting about the film, too, is they'd have, like, interspersed throughout the film, they'd be watching TV, or they'd have that news program where they'd be have, like, a scientist on, and he'd be giving advice about the zombies and stuff, and then they'd have different sides where one guy would be saying, oh, well, we need to shoot them in the head. We need to kill them. And he's like, well, do you have, do you know, humanity? Like, these were once human beings. And they have kind of this, like, back-and-forth panel discussion. And then, like, the crowd is just screaming and stuff and throwing stuff. And... Mm. That was kind of interesting. I thought the eye patch guy was kind of funny. Um, they're just way too, what's the word, bombastic about what they're talking about. Uh, oh, yeah, and they keep showing him and with the eye patch. He's like, we need to be logical. We need to be logical. Oh, yeah, this. the reason. Logical. Logic and... Reason. Logic. Well, and it was interesting, too, the guy's retort is, oh, why are you buying into the idea that there's logic or reason uh without emotion that's ridiculous and he's like no we are logical as he's hyper emotional and i thought that was kind of funny yeah we need to be logical you asshole logic logic logical (sighs) and then there was like some weird i think someone got shot um right as they were saying you have to do things with reason or something like that there was like a edit in the film that kind of spliced it together 
really tightly. Yeah. Uh, just a small aside. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I think this is maybe the only other Romero film I've seen. Uh, just I saw the Night of the Living Dead before this. If a, if a zombie apocalypse happens, either stay in rural areas or find yourself a big ass shopping mall and have fun. Mm, <laughs> mm, I don't know if I agree. Well, no, you could think about this movie as just being one giant ad for living in a rural environment because the rednecks are fine during the zombie apocalypse. They're having fun, actually, when they show the scene of them just drinking and shooting zombies. Yeah. Uh, Because they're flying over in the helicopter and they're like, oh, they're probably enjoying this shit. Those like those crazy rednecks. And then it just shows this brief scene of the rednecks just drinking and shooting zombies and like laughing and partying. and stuff. Yeah, that scene kind of reminded me of the concept with uh, what is it that that show where the uh, hillbillies move to the Beverly Hills or is it Beverly Hillbillies? The Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that where it's just like, you know, they're kind of doubtful, charming idiots just kind of getting drunk and doing stuff that's kind of what it reminded me of as far as like, yeah well it's kind of like all the rural communities are effective at defeating the zombies which makes sense because they're in a rural community they have guns most people in rural communities are armed and then all the population centers are overrun and helpless because they don't have guns they can't protect themselves and there's zombies everywhere because it's so densely populated so mm. rednecks for the win i guess <laughs> yeah but they're also yeah yeah it's fine um I had more commentary on that, but then I kind of got disconceited because it. But in honor of George A. Romero, right. I'm going to give this film fifty thousand gold triangles. Um, I'll give it a pineapple. Okay. Till yeah, next time. I, yeah. Oh, and uh, happy, happy Halloween, Halloween or November or November seventh ish. Who knows? Something November. Happy Halloween. Every day is Halloween. Ah! When you're listening to spooky movies through time.